Thank you, brother Kevin. Brother and friend, trust that you had a good weekend. The title for my sermon is What if Paul wrote us a letter? Apostle Paul was one of the greatest servants that were used by him to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world in the first century. And through his epistle to people in all ages. All through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote at least 13 books. If we include Hebrew, it will be 14 books huh? in the New Testament. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul shared about his suffering for the cause of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, in preaching the gospel. Not only he suffered, uh, during that time it's difficult to be a Christian living in under the Roman government. Uh, Christians were persecuted by fellow Jews. Uh, as well as by the Roman government. Uh, to a point whether there are some emperor who want Christian to worship them. Uh. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28, uh, um, Paul wants us to know that despite all the suffering which he had, which he had gone through, uh, yet daily is deep concern is for the churches of God. Now, he wanted to see God's people remain faithful to their calling. He wanted to see at the end of the day, they will join him in claiming the crown of righteousness, which he mentioned in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 8. So for the past two years, we've been living under difficult times. We've been living under COVID-19 pandemic. And it doesn't seem to end. Some of us are affected directly or Indirectly, we have brethren who lose their job. We have brethren who got salary cut. Uh, therefore, this will affect um, their financial commitment uh, to put food on the table. Uh. And life is not back to normalcy. Uh. We are not able to do what we used to do. Uh. And during these two years, so we have unstable government, uh, where the government changed three times. Uh. 
And 15, the 15th general election, we believe, is coming soon. Uh. And we know that for the past uh, two months, uh, the people in Malaysia, the rakyat, have been uh, <coughs> complaining the price of goods has skyrocketed. Uh. They talk about chicken price, they talk about eggs, they talk about cooking oil. Uh. So, uh, inflation skyrocketed. Uh. And it's made worse in the Russian-Ukraine war. Oh, uh, definitely will affect us. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so under this situation, what will be Paul's message for us? In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, here it reads, Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So here, a Christian are urged to pray for all people. That includes king and government. So many out there, um, they complain about our government. Uh, some are not happy, some are unsatisfied with the government because the government did not meet their expectation. They claim that uh, we have incompetent people sit uh, uh, in the minister post. Uh, so uh, it, uh, some say that there's no point praying for them. It's not going to change. Even when we change a new government, nothing is going to change. Huh? Let's remember, Christians during the first century, they too live uh, 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 with a situation where they receive unjust treatment. Uh, they have been mistreated by the Roman government. Uh, so, yet Paul told them to pray for the king and for the government. Uh, so, when, when children of God have faith in God, and patiently pray for the government. Uh, we find that after 300 over years plus, uh, they manage uh, to get a better emperor, uh, an emperor who is more friendly to uh, Christian, uh, Emperor Constantine. Uh, so this is a power of prayer. Uh. So I'm glad that <coughs> during our prayer meeting last Wednesday, of course this slide is not for you to read, uh, I can hardly see it um, <coughs> because uh, I took it from uh, Samuel posting in the WhatsApp group. Uh. So uh, we, I'm glad that among the prayer list here, there's a thanksgiving uh, uh, that despite the COVID-19 situation, we are able to assemble, uh, we are able to carry out our duty to worship God. Uh. This is a result of your prayer because 
Are you praying for government to have wisdom uh, to handle the COVID situation as the country open up uh, and, and the country is going to open up more and more so that we can, as Christians, we are able to assemble in a safe environment as we follow the SOP uh, to worship God as a result of that. Uh, so we have thanksgiving for the uh, uh, for being able to worship God even the pandemic situation. Then we also have prayer requests here uh, by brethren here uh, to thanks uh, that uh, to, that the government to petition for government government to have a better management, good governance, uh, so that we can continue to enjoy peace, freedom to worship. God. Huh? So although you pray, uh, <clears throat> of course we are not, uh, you might not be expecting that you're going to get a perfect government, a good government, but at least a government who's able to maintain peace and order. A government that allows us to continue to practice our faith, huh? freedom in worshipping God, freedom in speaking the word of God. Huh? So we, uh, we, I'm glad that and these are the prayers that came out from the brethren. Uh, so we, we give thanks and we pray for the government. Uh. <clears throat> then here we also have praying for one and another. Uh. So in the list, we find that uh, brethren giving thanks to God for one another, brethren praying for one and another. Uh. Just as uh, what Apostle Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 13. Uh, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 13, uh, here Apostle Paul urges us to, to pray always for all the pain. Uh, so uh, during this difficult time, we are to pray for one another, praying for our fellow brethren. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 9, Paul says he prayed for brethren's spiritual growth. Huh? So this is again important. We pray for brethren to be strong in the faith, to remain faithful during this difficult time. Huh? And praying for... Um, <coughs> and we know that it's God's will, huh? God's desire that all men should be and to come to the knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 that's what we pray for we pray for the laws to be saved we pray for those uh, who are interested in seeking the truth huh? I thank God that we are on Wednesday so our brethren make that request huh? for those who hunger for the truth those who want to know the truth we pray that they might come to the knowledge of the truth, the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ during this difficult time uh, where our lives are lost, where people are going to difficulty so that they may experience the love of God and the grace of God. Uh. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 to 3, uh, uh, the Bible, tell, uh, Apostle Paul here tells us to pray for open doors, uh, to pray for open um, open doors to speak the word of God. Uh. 
And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1, Paul urged a Christian in Thessalonica to pray for his work and for the work of his fellow worker that the word of the Lord may run swiftly. Yeah? So again, we are praying for the laws to be safe. Huh? Just remember that uh, prayer and giving thanks to God is God's will. Huh? God's will. Huh? Uh, in verse 3 of 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, Bible says, For this is good and acceptable in God's sight. Huh? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 to 18, the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing uh, and to give thanks to God, for this is God's will. Uh. So giving thanks to God is important even under this uh, difficult situation. Uh. So let us learn from our Lord Jesus Christ uh, um, um, for our prayer life. Uh. Our Lord Jesus Christ began the day with prayer. In other words, Putting God first in his life. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, the Bible tells us that now in the morning, heaven risen a long time before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. So we can learn from our Lord Jesus Christ. The first thing that we do in the morning is to pray. And during this difficult time, uh, uh, definitely Apostle Paul wants us to know uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Here it reads, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, you also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So what we need to know about temptation or what do we need to know about adversity? We know that um, temptation is a testing of our faith during difficult time. Uh, and the Bible tells us that this is common. Uh, this is nothing strange. This is common. Uh, hard time trouble in life happen to uh, believers and non-believers. Yeah? Job uh, himself tells us that the life of man is full of trouble. Yeah? Life of man is full of trouble. So we have to acknowledge it. Yeah? But let's remember that as children of God, the, uh, the Bible tells us that God is faithful. Yeah? Um, no matter how great is your problem, well, how great is your trouble? God is faithful. He will never forsake you. Uh, never forsake you. Uh. Your friend of this world, your friend out there, might, might try to avoid you during your trouble. Might try to uh, not to see you during your trouble because they're afraid that you might ask for their help. Uh. But the Bible tells us that God is faithful. Uh. He will never forsake you. God use his vessel, which is your fellow Christian, to reach out to you, uh, to reach out to you. And, and that's there how you experience God's love and care. Uh. So God will never forsake you. Uh, 
during this difficult time. And Paul also wants us to know that the temptation that you go through is within what you can bear. Is within what you can bear. So God will provide a way of escape uh, according to his own timing. So as Christians, we need to endure patiently. Uh, knowing that at the right time, God will provide a way of escape. Uh. So in Hebrew chapter 4, verse 15 to 16, God wants us to know that we have a high priest who is Jesus Christ, uh, who he himself has gone through suffering. Uh, uh, and he understands us, he sympathizes with us, and he's merciful toward us. Uh, so we can turn to him for help. Uh. So during a time of adversity, during this difficult time, what do you need to do? Huh? The Bible tells us to remain steadfast in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, so Apostle Paul here tells us to be steadfast during suffering. Huh? To be steadfast means to remain immovable, huh? to be firm in our belief. Huh? In Colossians chapter 1, verse 23, uh, it describes steadfast clearly, uh, not move away from the hope of the gospel. Uh. So as you suffer, as you go through a hardship, let us not blame God. Let us not be like Job's wife uh, who blame God. Uh. Let us remain faithful and not move away from the hope of the Gospel uh, remains steadfast. And in James chapter, one, chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible tells us, If any man among you suffering, let him pray. Uh, so we are to pray, commit our hardship to God, uh, commit our challenges to God. Uh. While in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, the Bible tells us that casting all your care to Him, for He cares for you. So cast your worry, cast your anxiety to God. To cast it to God, that means we no longer carry it. We no longer let it bother our life. And we allow God to handle our situation. So when we do that, let us trust in God uh, and not in ourselves. Uh. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 to 10, here Paul share with us how uh, he and his fellow worker were delivered from uh, <coughs> trouble. So this is a, a Riot uh, that happened while they were preaching in the city of Ephesus. Uh, so, to a point where they almost lose their life. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter, eight, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 8 to 10, uh, Paul said what? That we should not trust in ourselves, but in 
God. Uh. So we learn we must trust in God during this difficult time. In verse 10, he said, Who deliver us from so great a death and thus deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. Uh. So it will be good during this difficult time we put our trust in God. When uh. we commit it to God, let God handle it. Uh. And as children of God, we patiently endure it. Uh. We wait patiently, just like a watchman who waits for the daybreak. Uh. So in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, the Bible tells us to endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. Uh. So when we do that, what is the result? What is the outcome when we do that? We are going to have peace in our heart. We are going to have peace in our mind. So peace is very important uh, in time of trouble. Uh. <clears throat> and then we also will have comfort. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. The Bible tells us that our God is a God of comfort who will comfort us uh, during the time of trouble. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, Apostle Paul tells us that um, God told him that his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. Huh? So when we are weak, God's strength is made perfect. Huh? So James chapter 1, verse 12, here it reads, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. So let us endure patiently and trust God. So uh, during this uh, COVID pandemic, one of our brethren, uh, Sister Poiching, uh, she lost her job. Uh, she lost her job. She shared with me and Brother Ng. Uh, um, of course, uh, we, uh, we do not want us to tell the church. Uh, so, it is over, so I will, I will let you know. Uh. <laughs> so, she shared with us that I jokingly, I jokingly told her, I say, because uh, God giving you a deserving break, because you have been working so hard all this yeah. Anyway, uh, she took she took it positively. Uh, she com uh, um, she commit um uh, her challenges to God. Uh, so brother Ng and I. So um uh, together uh, we, uh sister pointing also we uh, we we pray and we commit it to God. Uh, we commit to God. Um, so I'm glad that we are uh, while waiting. Uh, while waiting. Um. She continued, she continued to be cheerful, continue to have confidence, continue to trust in God. Uh, even when she was uh, jobless, a job came by, a job came by, but the job, uh, she find that, will not uh, help her in her spiritual life. Uh, will not help her in her spiritual life. Uh, her responsibility as a Christian, she decided to reject that job. Uh. So this is the faith. Uh, and confidence and trust that she have she had in God. Uh. So and today uh, we know that she has been blessed 
uh, with a job, yeah, uh, with a good job, whereby she's able to serve God, she's able to carry out her responsibility as a servant of God. Uh. So this is a outcome uh, when we put our trust in God. Uh. In fact, it's a great encouragement uh, to me as well as to brother Eng, uh, uh, her confidence and her trust in God. Uh. And during this uh, difficult time, it's a good time for us to do good work, to reach out to our fellow brethren who are in need, and to reach out to those who are outside or those who are without. Uh. So, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible tells us that for we are his workmanship, created in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So the Bible tells us here that uh, we are his workmanship, we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. Huh? In other words, the Bible tells us that. We are redeemed, we are saved by our Lord Jesus Christ to do good work. Huh? It's not the other way around. Huh? It's the people of this world believe huh? do good work to be saved. Huh? If do good work can save a person, Christ did not die on the cross for the sin of man. Huh? So the Bible tells us that we are saved to do good work. In Titus chapter 2 verse 14. Huh? <coughs> So in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, Bible wants us to practice, uh, to walk in them. Uh. So uh, during this difficult time, let us um, be alert, let us on, um, on the look, look out for, so that we can reach out to our fellow brethren, we can reach out to those who are outside uh, for us to do good work, to minister to them. Uh. In Titus chapter 2, verse 14, in Titus chapter 2, verse 14 here, the Bible tells us to be zealous for good works. Huh? To be zealous for good work means to have a burning desire to do good work. Huh? In Titus chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible encourages us huh, <coughs> to be careful huh, to maintain good work. Huh? So to be careful means uh, those who have believed in Jesus Christ uh, to give attention to practice good work as a way of life. Uh. To maintain means let us not grow weary uh, in doing good work. Uh. Uh, we should maintain it, not just do one or two times and stop. Uh. The Bible says, emphasize here, is to maintain, to practice it as a way of life, uh, as a way of life. So the reason is in Titus chapter 3, 14 here, tell us that, that we may not be unfruitful. So it's important for Christians to be fruitful in the kingdom of God, to be a good vessel uh, for our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh. So Titus chapter 2, verse 7, here it reads, In all things showing yourself to be pattern, to be a pattern of good works. Huh? So every Christian need to strive, need to be a pattern of good work. Huh? 
Let us not sit down and wait for our brethren to do good work. And we say good, uh, we, uh, we, we tell them good, but we fail to do that. Uh. So it's a responsibility of every Christian to be example of good work during this difficult time as we reach out to fellow brethren and those who are without. And during this difficult time, so it's uh, it's good uh, time for giving and sharing uh, our blessing to those who are in need. Uh. There are many ways we can share our blessings. Uh, uh, not necessary uh, in <coughs> monetary form. We can share our blessing uh, by giving our time, uh, our resources. Our skill and talent reaching out for the needies. Uh. So here, so we um we want brethren to know for the past two months we have been um asking members to uh pledge for our mission fund uh, for our mission fund uh, for the church is involved in the mission work in Philippines, in Indonesia, in Laos, in China as well as in the continent of Africa. Uh. So it's a good time. Definitely, Apostle Paul wants us to know uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 4. Here it read, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in the great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberty. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Afflicted and in deep uh, to the same. So the Bible tells us here uh, very clearly, despite they face great affliction, uh, we do not know what type of affliction, uh, and they were in deep poverty. Uh, that did not stop them to be joyful. The Bible, in fact, used the word abundance of their joy. Uh, that did not stop a person to be joyful, even though they were poor, even though they are suffering. Uh, they did not stop a person uh, to be rich in generosity, even though they were poor. Huh? <clears throat> so they want to be part of the good work in ministering to the saints. Uh, ministering to the saints. Just like a brethren here, every year without fail, uh, we manage to collect sufficient funds to do mission work, to minister to those who are without. We can minister to people, uh, to their spiritual, uh, to their physical need as well as to their spiritual needs. Huh? <coughs> what does the Bible teach about wealth? Huh? In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, the Bible tells us that, and you shall remember the Lord your God who, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. So the Bible tells us, God is the one who gives us power to get 
wealth, uh, who give us uh, ability, who give us sound mind, who give us wisdom so that we can work. Uh. Therefore, it's God's will that we must be rich toward Him. Uh, in Luke chapter 12, verse 21, uh, God wants us to be rich toward Him, uh, uh, not to be like a rich fool uh, who thought of using all his wealth for himself, uh, or for himself uh, and not to minister to others. Uh. <coughs> the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. Uh, so the Bible tells us here, when we work, uh, of course, when we work beside uh, our purpose to put food on the table for ourselves, for our loved one, the Bible tells us clearly that we work so that we can help those who are in need. Uh, those who are in need. That's the purpose why we work. Uh. So uh, it's God's will for us to help those who are in need. Uh, besides putting food on the table, decide to sustain your life and your loved one <coughs> needs. Huh? So, therefore, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 18, the Bible reminds us to be rich in good work, ready to give, huh? willing to share. This is not new to us. Even during the time of Moses, God's children were taught huh? To, uh, to give and to share. In Leviticus chapter 23, verse 22, is what God says, uh, When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field when you reap, nor shall you gather any gleaning from your harvest. You shall leave them for the poor, for the stranger, I am the Lord, your God. Uh, so when the children of Israel go out and harvest, God told them to purposely leave the corner of the field, uh, to leave it, uh, not to harvest it. Uh. And when the harvester went out to harvest, uh, uh, if they miss uh, some area of harvesting, don't send people to go and harvest everything uh, or to, uh, to uh, recover. The balance, uh, but God said they should purposely leave it uh, so that the poor and the stranger can access to it. Uh. So God cares for his children and God also wants his children to minister to those who are without. Uh. So when we collect um, mission funds, uh, of course, uh, it's not the aim of Brother Eng and I to show the church member that uh, the church accounts or uh, church bank book got a lot of money. Uh, and so it's not our aim uh, for the church to uh, buy property, to invest uh, in trust funds, uh, to make money to show that the church has profit. Uh. So, um, the church is not a fund manager. We are not fund manager. The source of income for the church to come from uh, children of God, uh, that God has blessed them. Uh. 
and and the focus of the church uh, focus of the church um, is according to the mission which mentioned in the Bible that is to spread the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in Romans chapter 10 verse 14 to 15 here Apostle Paul asked a practical question to the Christian in Rome. He said, how can these people call on the Lord on whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear of if there is no preacher? And how shall they preach if they are not sent? So therefore, our mission is to spread the gospel of Christ, not just locally. We are involved globally. Yeah, we are involved globally. So therefore, we collect mission funds and we uh, get ourselves involved in the work of spreading the gospel. We are faithful preachers abroad. Uh. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 15 to 16, Apostle Paul is thankful to the Christian in Philippi for they are the ones that provide funds to support his mission. Work, uh, he's thankful to them. Uh. And the focus of the uh, church fund, of course, we use it for edification. Uh, for edification, so to help the members to be strong in faith, to help the members to remain faithful to God, uh, to grow in faith. Uh. And finally, the mission of the church is benevolence uh, so uh, to reach out to the needies uh, whether they are Christian or they are non-Christian uh. so the epistle of Paul didn't just matter to the early church uh, but are as important for us today uh. so we are to stand fast and hold on to the return word, Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two verse fifteen. Uh. So in time like this, uh, it will be good uh, if we pray earnestly uh, to put our trust in God and put our hope in God, and to reach out to one another with, with good works. Uh. I thank you for your attention. Uh. Uh, the church would like to make invitation uh, um, for friends uh, understand what you must do to be saved. If you want to be a Christian today, you can let us know uh, and we can help you uh, to be in Christ. Uh. And for members, uh, for believers, if you have life challenges and you want the church to pray for you, you let us know. Uh. With that, I shall now hand over to Brother Andy.